Hello there, my name is John Falola. Thank you for joining me on this episode of uh, Startup Nation World Podcast. Our top of today is national security, and I would be talking about the present architecture of Nigerian security, which I feel, or I think rather, is outdated. You know, um, it's amazing that we have a solid naval uh, system in place, we have a solid uh, military system in place, we have a uh, solid air force in place, and, um, we have a solid um, DSS, uh, SSS in place. When the police is solid, and I said that because I believe that people make up systems. I strongly believe that if you decide today that you're going to, you know, decide on the quality of every police officer and the quality of life, or probably the quality of mind of every police officer, you will figure out that the problem was from the foundation, which is the recruitment process. And the system itself you know, it's built on oppression or everybody trying to use their um, jurisdiction to oppress the harmless man. And this is for the police, not the, for the military, not for the Air Force. They, they don't do all of that. And I strongly believe that it has to do with the recruiting process. It has to do with the quality of pay that they get. It has to do with the quality of lifestyle that they have like the barracks what state is their barracks and i get it that even when world-class facilities are provided it's still the people that will maintain those facilities so you can't take away the fact that the quality of people that are serving the police force will determine how fantastic our security system is aside from superior intelligence which is weaponry and obvious other things technology and using every other tool to checkmate every act of crime in society. We also have uh, those guys um, uh, who go after the anti-grab agencies. They are also trained, you know, in the policing architecture, you know, and I believe that what's missing is the fact that Nigeria is long overdue for state policing. And there is long overdue for even, you know, I believe that every local government, as in from that faction of state policing, that every local government should have its own orb of policing. That means that community policing. And this would be a fraction of the numbers of the state's police members. We can choose to retain the federal policing system. The reason is this. If you look at countries like United States, which is a perfect example of how Nigeria can work. They have almost 52 autonomous states that run different mayors, except for the presidency. They run like nations. And each of those states have their own police departments. 
when it's above this state police department, the FBI comes in, which is the federal policing system. If you need another level of secret, uh, maybe superior intelligence or secret service service, they go to the level of CIA. And we have that architecture in Nigeria, but the only thing missing is state policing. And state policing can enhance community policing such that, you know, the beauty of community policing is that the police it themselves know those in the community. The beauty of community policing, you know, they know they know when an when an act is done by an outsider. And that's one of the things I believe that are in, in, important, even after the likes of Boko Haram bandits are squashed. We need a high level of community policing. Next one is state policing, which is quite important as well. You know, I believe that if there was state policing, there won't be need for that one. If there was state policing, there won't be need for VIOs. And I have my reasons for saying that. You see, all these breakouts that we are having can be cascaded into a police system. You can have a police unit that is involved into traffic management under the state policing system, managed by the state government. Have a unit that is after uh, documentations, driver's license checkups, and all those things. And everything that any uh, vehicle needs on the road in Lagos. There is um, uh, roadworthiness road and, and all those things. And we can also have um you know a kind of system whereby when any issue is above the state policing architecture they escalate to the federal policing architecture where you have special agents and special inspectors, um trained individuals who can able to who will be able to bring justice to that case and the federal policing system will also serve as an overseeing, uh, an oversight on the state's architecture, whereby they work hand in hand. You know, there will be some cases where you that is within the state's jurisdiction. Any case that is interstate becomes a federal case. That involves more than one state becomes a federal case. Or any case that Maybe a suspect is involved in multiple states and all of that becomes a federal case. So I believe that with the help of that, we won't have overwhelming work on any harm of the policing sector, state and federal. Everybody will know their place and jurisdiction. And truth about it is that they need to be reoriented in terms of the fact that the fact that they do what they do is because of training system that we have in Nigeria. I believe that we can have a policing system of a developed Nigeria whereby the police and the citizen have mutual respect for themselves. And where our police are well-paid graduates, uh, responsible people that have their own families to take care of, that they that don't depend on bribery, for them to be able to take care of their families. I mean, decent pay, the minimum wage should be 250K in, in this present day Nigeria. 
at least something nearby something something where the people can build family even if it's not a bad idea if we have the financial power to pay as high as 500k because they are securing lives and they need insurances that reminds me all these architectures needs insurances from our police force military every armed force need insurances because they are defending our lives and properties with their own lives what happens to their kids when they lose their life? That's why the police don't fight or protect you. With insurances, you can know that, okay, if anything happens, if there's any casualty, their families are taken care of for life, even while they are alive. You know, the basic education system for everyone serving in the armed forces should be free to to the universal level and should be on the government's you know, uh, bills. Let me put it that way. Then to add to this is to curb the idea of Boko Haram. I think that it's a sophisticated group that is beyond just the shores of Nigeria. It's a strategic and deliberate attempt to uh, project the Islamization agenda. And this is not a religious conversation. This is just a, an holistic view. And you be hearing links uh, with um, ISIS, links with um, Al-Shabaab uh, in Kenya and all of that, that they are all related. These are coordinated attacks that is run by a, probably a strategic organization that runs under the radar. So the policing system and our armed forces, or the entire armed forces need superior intelligence. You know, there they has to be and there has to be reasonable collaborations with um, the US, the Israelis, and any notable force, maybe Canada, France, that are willing to provide you know, weaponry, superior intelligence on any situation. And I believe that we have that capacity to make calls, to be able to relate, even with Interpol, CIA, at the level of, just to ensure that we can curb and destroy this man is called Boko Haram. The first thing for is to destroy their source of funding, their supply chain, how do they get weapons? Destroy how they get food. And I must say that the Boko Haram menace is supported by the Nigerian community up not. I say this without any remorse or apologies. My reason is simple. The reason why in the average Nigerian community, in the average Nigerian community, they expose any irregularity, anything that doesn't look like what is normal. And I understand that because of shared beliefs, that people believe that they are fighting the good cause in their religion. So people cover them and don't expose them when they should. And now it has become a bigger menace to the lives and properties of everyone. And the honest truth is this, if no state is safe, Nigeria is not safe. If no city is safe, Nigeria is not safe. So the idea, yes, kudos to the present administration that the numbers of cities will probably, before there they were flags and all of that in some places, claiming sovereignty and all of that. But I must also add this, to solve this problem, it is not 
time for trading blames or looking for who to blame or looking for who to uh, which party did what which party didn't do what which administration did what which administration didn't do what it's time for whoever is at the driving seat of national security in Nigeria to grab the bulls by the horn and say whatsoever we're going to do has to be something that lasts beyond any administration so if you are going to go short um, long term with any demands as well i'll give you an, a practical example the ideas of terrorists telling you that they are repentant that they want to adapt them into the society back that means you have created yes there might be genuine repentance for some people but some people will never change is who they are trust me they will become moles in society and they will make the whole issue a much much difficult situation i believe that in a case whereby you have people surrendering weapons saying that they are repentant Boko Haram members and all of that it should be in the camp not even in the society it's that camp that not satisfies when they are good enough to be reintegrated into the society because how sure are you that they're not using them to infiltrate the system again that's by the way anyways and the fact that our powerful armed forces that went all the way to Sierra Leone and Liberia cannot put an end to this menace is because of personal agendas. Believe me, there's been reports from the U.S., especially foreign foreign intelligence, saying that the reason why they don't even care about what's happening is because they know that internally there are moles that are aiding this whole process of terrorism in Nigeria. And to me, I believe that the president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria is not a member of any, of any tribe. That role, that seat, is not is a tribeless role. So if anyone is in captivity or is being kidnapped or you're having different prisons break at different points i have no issues with that to be honest what the truth about it is that the bottom line is with the number of prison breaks with the number of terrorism attacks with the number of bandit cases with the number of, of kidnapping in society what we are telling the world is we don't have a safe society Instead of us having a prison break and pretending that nothing happened, let's go could free every inmate. Isn't that we don't have any prison? We don't have any inmates in the prison. That's the honest truth. And I'm saying this because if we are having a justice system that is not that is a function of money, a function of affluence a function of um, um, uh, where you come from and all of that then what we have is what we're having right now we have a broken nigeria a nigeria that will be a failed perpetual in it's been a failed perpetual state and i believe that this is one of the reasons why 
the next election is very, very crucial. If you are going to vote for any candidate, the first question you should be asking them is what's your agenda for national security? And this is not a, a topic for sentiment. It's not about whether the person is from the south or north, wherever the person is from. It's about the fact that all hands need to be on deck. This issue cannot continue. What we don't know is that terrorism is, is a thief of our national prosperity. What it means is that farmers are not able to go to farm. Even all these bandits are not, our bush are no longer safe where farmers can even do more and provide food security for our nation and export to other nations as well. So it's a larger menace right now. So the big picture is we need to tame this as soon as possible. And I feel that the reason why we're having this issue, that, as in that, the reason why it has lingered so long is that there's been this sympathetic approach to it. Because we feel like those actors of Boko Haram are actually um, either Nigerians or Ninjas or, or from Ninja Republic, let me put it that way. The truth about it is terrorism leaves no nation better. I believe that Nigeria can have a 37 state, safe states rather, whereby every single state commerce can be can be can be done safely across every single state without any issues and issues. Every single being needs to know that they don't have to look over their shoulders to be safe in society. That we have a proper justice system. So, I believe that for us to have a solution for national security, there has to be a reform of our armed forces, the architecture of operation, there has to be a reform of uh, policing. We need to have federal state policing and the state policing will ensure we have community policing possible across all localities. So here is where it's quite important for us to be able to create our own future ourselves. So I want to seize this moment to say to you, I believe in the Federal Republic of Nigeria. I believe that your votes count, but beyond your votes, I heard a funny comment on, on Twitter, a video, a viral video, and a person was saying, if a candidate fails, like, a generation would not believe in any candidate again. I tell you for a fact, Nigeria's problem today makes nobody believable. But if anybody gets the opportunity to sit on that seat and to provide leadership for our nation, the best they can do is to ensure that we have a safe nation, a prosperous nation. And this brings us back to restructuring. We need to restructure Nigeria. Thank you for joining me on this episode. God bless you.